0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible they keep this show free to listen to i came to parenting with everything i learned in childhood yelling punishing controlling and shaming after trying almost every method i found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy listening doing away with rewards and consequences and being a safe place actually worked it moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about... The idea that I don't discipline my kids in the traditional sense. And I know people get really stuck on the word discipline, and it's a very controversial word and one that is highly debated. And the word discipline comes from the root disciple, which really means to train people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishments to correct disobedience. That's what the Oxford Dictionary says. In the conscious parenting world, though, people have tried to kind of reclaim this word as a way to guide, as a way to be the coach, as a way to come alongside our children and be the teacher. The problem with reclaiming this word is that most of society believes discipline is punishment. So for the sake of this podcast, we will assume that discipline is punishment and that most of the world and Oxford's dictionary say you can only teach a child to obey rules by using discipline, which is punishments in my mind, there's no reason to reclaim the word. In my mind, I will abandon altogether the idea of discipline and that discipline has no place in my world. It has no place in my parenting and it has no place in any of my relationships. And I don't choose or desire to discipline anyone. In in fact, I'd like to try to do the opposite, which is not always easy. So Why is it considered the preferred and most effective way to teach our children? Why is it that we believe as a society that punishments and correction teach morality? Why is it that we have gone to this idea that somehow we can impose morality on a child by being immoral? And what actually do we teach in those moments when we use discipline? Let's go into all of that just a little bit. Let's break it down. A child hits their brother. The adult responds with a timeout. What has the child learned when they go to timeout? Are they contemplating their wrongdoing, so to speak? Are they able to resume thinking well and coming back into their prefrontal cortex and their thinking brain? Are they able to get to an internal remorse and reflection, or is it more likely that they learned that when you don't like something someone has done, you should shun them, you should ignore them, you should push them away? In this interaction, our modeling does not help our child arrive at feeling bad about their transgression. More likely, our child is upset with us, feeling anger toward us because they have been isolated and we have withdrawn our love from them. We've damaged the connection in this interaction and further pushed them into their disconnection and likely produced more hitting or unwanted behavior towards us and towards others and likely towards their sibling. So, not only are we creating more disconnection, we also are exacerbating the sibling rivalry. Let me just say, though, I don't believe us parents are pun- using punishments because we're unkind and we're thoughtless people. And we believe that. We've come to parenting with this idea of being punitive. I think we do it out of fear. And we come from this place of fear because we are fearful. Our kids will grow up to be unkind delinquents without our constant and consistent harsh intervention. So we believe that our kids will run amok and will be unkind people unless we come with a harsh interaction and intervention. We also believe that our children won't learn lessons of life unless we teach those lessons. And we also believe that it's our responsibility to teach all the lessons of life so that our children will grow up to be, quote unquote, good people. And that if we don't do that, that somehow we have failed as a parent. We don't feel like we're doing our job. We feel like we're letting them get away with things without a punishment. We aren't actually doing what we're supposed to do as an effective parent. We fear we will fail because in these moments, our child is failing. And that is all too much for us to undertake. So if we see our child failing, we grasp at straws to kind of get them to do better. And the way in which society has said that that can happen is by being harsh and using punishments. But if we, however, come into our power and our strength, knowing that our children will make mistakes, we know this, people make mistakes, kids make mistakes all the time. And and that is okay. Mistakes are okay. And I think that's where society doesn't do us any favors is that we believe that mistakes are not okay. Mistakes are actually how our child learns. And when we allow the natural process of failure and missteps and mishaps to work their magic on our child, then our children learn from their mistakes. When we can begin to let go of the fear, this fear that if we don't intervene, if we're not harsh, if we're not mean, that they will never learn how to be good people. If we can let go of that fear and stop taking our child's behavior so personally, like it's something against us or it reflects what kind of parent we are. And at the same time, we don't judge ourselves as parents by the way in which our children behave, because our child's behavior is our child's behavior. It is not necessarily have anything to do with us. It doesn't mean that we're good. It doesn't mean that we're bad. It doesn't mean anything about us. It means our child is having a certain reaction to their environment in that moment. If we don't use discipline, we also believe that they will not learn but most children learn morality from watching us be moral, good, and kind people. They're gleaning from us right and wrong. They're watching all of our interactions with them, with our loved ones, with those we come into contact with, with the general public, with our friends. They're watching us and social scientists say that they believe that kids know and understand morality from watching us by 18 to 24 months. And that they find that 80% of what children learn is not what's taught to them through punishments or through anything, through direct instruction, but what's modeled to them. So if you're modeling a moral behavior, if you're modeling a moral life, then your children will glean that. Maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, but over time, they will definitely figure all of that out. So just model the behaviors you want your child to replicate. If you want them to be kind and nice, we have to be kind and nice. Now, of course we make mistakes. And of course nothing's perfect on our end either. And that's okay. And all we have to do is make sure we are making amends and repairing when that happens. And that's the cycle of being in a relationship with somebody. I find so much joy working with parents one-on-one and watching them transform the relationships they share with their children. This always fills me up in ways I never expected. My one-on-one courses will be offered at the 2021 prices only until the end of this year. I have a few spots left, so go to peaceandparentinela.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more, book a free consult to discuss, or sign up to give your family the gift of peace in 2022. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk, their formula includes the most abundant protein, Alpha Lac, found in breast milk, as well as Lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. BiHeart is an easy to digest formula which includes prebiotics and an 80 20 whey to casein ratio, like in early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only US made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at buyheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. My book, Unpunished, is finally here. It is my journey into connected parenting, the idea of perfection, and how it nearly took me down as a mom. I give you my best thinking around how to be a connected parent and the insights that I've discovered over the last 12 years of this incredible journey. I'm giving my book away for free plus shipping and handling. So go to unpunished.com and get yours today. We're shipping domestically and we're also shipping internationally. children to shun or shame or belittle or embarrass each other or their friends or their partners later in life. If we, in fact, are modeling these manipulations, and I call them manipulations because I truly believe they manipulate behavior and they manipulate relationships. If we model these manipulations, then our, in turn, our children will use this, those manipulations to get what they want from others because they will have learned through modeling that this is the way to get what you want. I have to use these manipulations. I have to use punishments. I have to use threats in order to get what I want. And we don't want our children to do that. And we don't want our children to do those that to the people that they love the most. And so if we can somehow extract those manipulations from our parenting we can be modeling what morality is keep in mind too that if we are our child's primary relationship so the first and most important relationships are the relationships they share with their caretakers so if we are that and we we want to model the absolute best things in a relationship so we want to model love and we want to model unconditional love. And we want to model a place where mistakes are okay and where kids and adults can fall down and everyone is lifting them up when they make their mistakes. Another big part of all of this is that a child's brain is underdeveloped and immature and may very well be unable to make some sound decisions because the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until 25, they say, and that There's no way that that underdeveloped brain can make good decisions. In fact, (laughs) I think I must have an underdeveloped brain too, because I often don't make good decisions when it comes to relationships. And I too find myself wanting to punish or wanting to shame or yelling when I know I am not supposed to. So imagine a young child trying to regulate. That's a really big ask for a young child and their underdeveloped brain. Discipline somehow tells us that it will fix this, that somehow it will grow up our little person's brain and make them quote unquote behave correctly. Is that really the case? Will discipline in the traditional sense, punishments and consequences, shame, threats, bribes, will that actually make the brain work better and be more self-regulating? But conventional wisdom and conventional parenting and those that believe in that will tell you that, well, you have to discipline them or they'll never learn. They'll they'll act crazy But does does discipline really grow up your brain? Does it really mature your brain and and get it to work better and and make better decisions? I don't think so. I really don't think it works that way. I think that no amount of discipline, no amount of praise for that matter, because praise can be considered discipline too. We can get into that. You can listen to my podcast on rewards, can make someone's brain mature. That only happens over time and with patience and practice, our child will learn how to make good decisions by making decisions and not always getting it right time and again. And with maturity and development and practice, they begin to form their skills. They begin to rely on their moral compass and internal processes coupled with their brain development to teach them. I don't discipline my daughters. They are 13 and soon to be 16. And they are incredibly moral young women who know right from wrong. And most of the time, almost all of the time, they choose morality. Certainly, they definitely mess up, as do I. And they let their emotions get the best of them in tough moments. But they're immature and they're young and they're still figuring it out. And when we have those tough moments, I really try to lean into connection. When my sweet Esme says something she doesn't really mean, like today, she said something she really didn't mean, and she said it out of anger because she was upset, I try to come with as much kindness and positivity as I can. And I try to give her a hug, or I try to give her a little squeeze on the hand, or I try to be quiet and calm and connected and not withdraw. And I wait for her to fix it. And I wait for her to find her remorse. And I wait for her to feel bad about it. And she always does. She always comes around and she always apologizes and she always makes reparations. And I can't really ask for much more because she notices when she does something wrong, which I can't say that that's always the case for many adults. Most recently, she told me it was my fault that she lost her favorite eyeliner because I rushed her out the door. She followed it up with now I had to buy her a new one. And did I know how much it costs? She went on and on. And I politely said, I'm so sorry you lost it. Sounds like you really liked that one. It was your favorite. She continued to storm on and on and on and have a fit about it. I stayed with her. We stayed calm and I stayed calm and connected. And soon she was, she was done. And it was hard for me. I have to admit, it was really hard because I wanted to be like, we're late. I didn't take your eyeliner. What are you talking about? You're disrespectful. You're unkind. All the things that my parents would have said to me and all the things that society says I should say. And so those still well up in the, after 10 years of this, it still wells up in my psyche. And I want to like explode on her. But when she lost it, and when she she finally apologized, and she finally said, "I'm sorry. I know it wasn't your fault. I was just mad." And she came and gave me a hug. And how do we think as me feels about me now? How do we suppose that she views that interaction? She took complete responsibility for it. Had I started getting upset? Had I started? blaming her for something or telling her that she was rude or told her to give me your phone, I'm taking it for the afternoon because you were unkind and rude. What would Esme do? Where will she go? How will she feel about me, our relationship? And what if I needed Esme to, let's say, unload the dishwasher or maybe she had to go do her homework. How do we suppose she came to that homework with a calm and connected mind that was able to think, well, do you think she would have done a good job on it? How will our evening go? And where do we go from there after all of that upset and after my discipline and after my punishment? What does it feel like to live in that relationship afterwards? I can imagine she would be furious and she would pretend to be nice to get her phone back probably or storm on and on because what does she have to lose? She's already lost the best thing in her life. According to her, right? She'll likely tell me no at every turn or go to her room and never come out. What if this happens weekly or daily or even monthly? How is our relationship going to be? If it's not doing well, How will her prefrontal cortex stay engaged and how can she be expected to think well and do well at home or at school or with her friends or with her sibling? These are the questions we should be asking ourselves when we think about using discipline with our kids. There are ways to come with connection instead. I would say if you really want to build in connection and you're really committed to doing this work, which is really hard work, but well worth it. I would listen to the first 10 episodes of the podcast to find all the ways in which you can get connected to your kids every day, as opposed to using punishments and using threats and using praise and using shame. I guess that's all I have for today. I'm so glad you listened to my little rant on why I don't discipline my children. And I I hope you liked it. If you do, please rate and review. I love to see those reviews and ratings. It makes me feel really good to know that there's somebody out there listening. I look forward to connecting with you next time. And I hope you can find us on IG and Facebook and maybe in one of my online courses or in my private sessions. So I'll see you next time. And thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast.